time to talk training, fitness, and health on the Weight Endurance Podcast. We're not doctors, dietitians, or physiologists. We're professional coaches and your hosts, Cody and Kathy Waite. We've worked with hundreds of endurance athletes over the last 15 years through our training facility, plans, and programs. Within this podcast, we're sharing our own training and racing experiences, along with the knowledge gained from working with our athletes. We'll be shedding light on the training methodologies that we've found to be the most successful in making you a fitter and faster cyclist. All right, welcome back. I am your host, Cody. I'm Kathy. And you're listening to the Weight Endurance Podcast. We are on to episode number 67, which is bringing in season number three of the show. All right. Third time's a charm. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully, it has been a while, so hopefully we haven't lost our listeners over there. Um, Hello? Anyone out there? <laughs> anyone out there? Hopefully, it's, <laughs> we're not just talking to the crickets, but um, we are back, and we are promising to be consistent again as we start up... Um, season number three and going into 2022 training well what have we been up to what kept our attention and kept us so busy lately well the last couple of months it's been setting up and planning for 2022 Mm -hmm. and a big setup of our redevelopment program uh, which for those of our listeners that are unfamiliar is our junior and u23 cross-country mountain bike racing team that we coach and um, lead at races and things like that so that's been a big process. I mean, overwhelming response in terms of applications and mm-hmm. things. It was which, very exciting. Yeah, we got way more applications than years past. This we're going into our fourth year of that, um, but like triple the number of like applications we've had. We had to go through all those and figure out the riders on the team, and we have a couple different segments within the team who's going on what based on their experience level, training, and racing, and kind of slotting it all and putting it all together. Yeah, it was really great. We got to do a lot of Zoom calls with the writers and their parents. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I love that part of it. So getting to know writers from all over the country, literally. And yeah, that was like the month of October, wasn't it? September, October. It was so long. And then, no, it was actually like August, September, October. And it was all of sort of the admin stuff in the background, getting people set up. So just a lot of stuff. Um, good stuff, really, but um, tedious on one hand, just getting everyone up and going. And right. now we are in the season with the Wii development team, and that's been really fun to get to know the kids little by little. Yeah, yeah, we're like three weeks into that with, you know, the ball's finally rolling and going through explaining to all the riders their annual training plan and how we're setting up their training for the new season and figuring out their target, you know, A races and peaks and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a lot, keeping us pretty pretty darn busy and then in addition to that figuring out um our other training plans and programs for 2022 more so for our adult listeners and adult athletes um first and foremost we have our 18th annual base builder program if you can believe that coming up well i couldn't believe it and we (laughs) We had to count a few times on our fingers multiple times i had to stick my fingers up like a five-year-old and count and i kept getting it wrong right but we have hopefully determined correctly that this is our 18th year. The first one was, I did way back in 2005. Well, before at, uh, I even knew you. Yeah, and Body Mecca Concepts, which doesn't exist anymore in Denver, which was like a yoga cycling clothing store. Well, it was in a, like a little gym. Yeah. Um, with some friends of mine that owned it, and uh, that's where it all took off. But, you know, 17 years passed. We're going into year 18 starting in January with that program and that's honestly what we're going to talk mostly about in this episode today is 
So excuse the um, sort of advertisement feel that this may have, but we're just going to share with you guys and talk about all the training ideas and concepts and progressions that we're going to be doing into t- I don't think an apology is needed. <laughs> I keep having friends text and ask, like, are we doing it at the gym again? Sadly, the answer is no. At like, session six? Yeah, COVID changed a lot of things, and th- those are, at this point, permanent changes. Right, that's history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have virtual options, and we'll get into those in just a minute. Yeah, which of the virtual options we've done the last two years and have been, I think, seemingly successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to carry that on and build upon that momentum. And then we're also bringing on sort of an extension or continuation of the virtual base builder program and into the spring and summer um, targeted around riders focused on Leadville and and or the Leadville Lifetime Race Series. So other Leadville Lifetime Races like the Silver Rush or maybe the Leadville Stage Race, you know, if, if they can get into or qualify for Leadville 100, that that is a big passion of mine. And you love the stage race and Silver mm-hmm. Rush. Well, I actually really love the Leadville 100 event. Yeah. In terms of like being there and supporting you. I don't know yet if I want to do it myself, but it's a great series. It's a great um, just day. Well, and you are the support queen. Yeah, I'm pretty amazing at you it. You are amazing. And, and in this program that we're talking about, we will have a lot of discussions <laughs> down the road when the timing's right about how do you, how does one get their support team and you'll have lots of tips for the support team um, to help their rider be successful in the race. So that'll kind of be in that. And we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the show today um, and kind of go from there. But so we've been busy just basically setting things up and Mm -hmm. figuring things out. Not everything's completely finalized. As we talk to you now, we're um, into the first part of the week of Thanksgiving. Our goal is to have everything dialed in by the next episode we'll have two weeks from now of the podcast where we can share the pricing, the links to sign up if it's something you're interested in, you know, links to get on the plans, you know, those sorts of things um, for that. But for now, we're just going to talk about it. Yeah, this is um, our appetizer. And hopefully get you excited about it because we are. All right. And then what about you, Cody? What have you been doing for your training? Oh, our, are you calling it training yet? Yeah. I would say I'm th- three weeks into my 2022 training. You took a little bit more time off than you usually do, correct? I did. Yeah, you're right. I did. Um, so my last race of 2021 was the last weekend in September, my birthday weekend, the 25th of September. Are you still fishing for birthday compliments or something? <laughs> you can send presents, too. Um, no, but that was the last race. Um, that was the Pike Peaks Apex. And then I had planned to take a week completely off, which I did. I didn't do anything other than, like around the house and whatnot okay but no exercise and then eased back into strength training the week after and then that easing back into strength training kind of just sort of got extended because we were so busy in october with all the zoom calls with the junior riders getting them set up and but it was a much needed and i was perfectly happy taking this extended break so i think i took like about a five week break um and i think within the five weeks the first week was completely off and the next four weeks I think I rode an average of like once a week for maybe 90 minutes very easily so in total like four rides over five yeah, I think weeks. you were mostly riding over to Corvus Coffee for a coffee a, yeah and a bag of beans <laughs> and you'd come back exactly and instead of riding I was actually going for where we are living um, in Morrison Colorado we're right at the foothills there's amazing trails for mm-hmm. riding but also hiking so I, I was hiking I'd say every other day um 
you know, up to a two hour hike. Um, so staying kind of active with that and then strength training every other day, very easily, mind you, but just easing back in Mm -hmm. to strength training. Um, and that kind of got us through most of October and then basically no start the start of November, I started riding again. Um, and up to this point, it's just been four days a week of riding with three days a week of strength training. Strength training is getting more moderate now, moderate to in another week or so. It's going to start pushing towards moderate to heavy um, weightlifting as I'm adapting. And then the riding's just been like zone two aerobic, you know, low heart rate riding, um, mixing in some cadence stuff, mixing in some sprints. I've actually been enjoying that. Um, those of you who know me know I'm not a sprinter. <laughs> I can confirm that. I think your sprint power almost equals my sprint power. Yeah, and Sophia's... And Sophia surpass- might be able to beat me in oh, a sprint. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I can guarantee, no offense, my love, I guarantee you she'd beat a sprint because we've been comparing numbers when we get back. True. These. If it's a fresh sprint, she would probably beat yeah. me. Yeah. If it's a sprint after four hours of riding, maybe I could take her still. But, um, but yeah, so those who know me, I'm not a sprinter, so I've been putting a little extra emphasis on so why are you work. doing the sprinting when you're doing zone two writing like that may seem weird to people if they hear that yeah so that's just a really first and foremost to maybe break up the monotony of zone two writing i actually love zone two writing because it's like it's just that like conversation pace but it's brisk enough that i'm pedaling um solidly trying to pedal as continuously so i'm picking like flatter routes mm-hmm. um which can get sort of quote boring so throwing in a sprint so i do i've been doing for example like a, every 10 minutes throwing in like a a sprint like mm-hmm. i watch the timers coming up i find a sign or a tree or whatever and say okay i'm gonna go for it and kind of see what kind of number the highest number i can hit see if you can surprise yourself right and they have slowly been going up every like every session yeah maybe because of the strength training yeah it's quite possible and probably just like practicing sprinting because i know when i did my first sprint session the other day i felt really awkward the first couple times like oh my legs aren't used to this yeah yeah so tell you've been doing kind of the same thing well of course my my dear. Um, yeah, I've had the weirdest, quote, off-season because I stopped racing in August. I think I think I did, like, a winter park the fine, race. Yeah. And then, I don't know, life just got busy. That's when we were moving, and then we went to Italy. So I've really ended my race season and had, until now, like, three months of whatever, whatever. And it was just sort of listening to my body and whatever I felt like doing. And it, it was still a lot of writing, but just totally fun stuff with friends if I didn't want to ride, I wouldn't ride. I mm-hmm. played a lot of pickleball. Yep. I lifted weights two times a week until mm-hmm. recently where it's been three times a re- week. Um, yeah, it was just, this is sort of like the weirdest off-season I've had. But enjoying a yeah, break I had I had a great time. Focused training, yeah. Right, so um, November 1st, when you started being a little bit more focused, I, I said, sure, I'm ready three times a week in the gym, and I am starting to add weight little by little because I'm not really that strong but I'm getting strong. I'm seeing the adaptation. I'm getting stronger. Yeah. Adding yeah. a little bit more weight each time I go to the gym. Just a little bit. Yeah. That's so motivating though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. And it feels good. And like even, you know, it feels really good. Hmm. Like being able to do more push ups in a row and being able to do pull ups again. Yeah. I had to really ease back into the pull ups because I tried one time and like pulled something in my neck. It's easy to strain. <laughs> yeah. Or get tendonitis in the elbow. Yeah, I was like, or oh crap. Like, <laughs> uh, um, 
But now I can do like 10 total pull-ups. And these are strict, beautiful pull-ups. Yeah, I've seen them there. I know, I know. But I'm only doing like one or two at a time. Right. Because I'm still like not ready to like link them together and do a high rep um, series in a row. So, right. um, but yeah, that's very motivating to feel like I'm getting stronger. And yeah, just really enjoying riding the trails right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we are down in Arizona um, now, hopefully for the winter. We'll see if that works out for us. But um it's been nice to have the warm weather still. It's kind of like returning to summer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a continuation of the Colorado summer. And the trails out here are great because they're relatively f- like flat to rolling. So it's really optimal for like keeping your heart rate in control, you know, lower, zone two. Um, the roads are the same way. And um, yeah, we've been enjoying that. Yeah, it's it. my happy place, especially yeah. over at Brown's Ranch. So if anyone knows this area in Scottsdale, like Brown's Ranch... It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's great for uh, nice low-intensity mountain biking. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what we've been up to. I mean, hopefully for our listeners out there, you know, whenever the end of your season may have come and went, or maybe it's not here yet, but getting some sort of break from the bike and also the structured training goes a really long way to rejuvenating your mind as well as physical stuff. But I think more importantly, it's like the mental aspect. Mm-hmm getting you back to being like eager and hungry to quote-unquote train. Especially if you know you have a winter of trainer rides coming up. Good point, yeah. Right. Good point, yeah. And tough, colder weather maybe to go battle if you're going to try it outside or or indoor riding. So so definitely don't neglect that break. We won't harp on it too much. I think we have a whole episode. I should have looked up the (laughs) number. Yeah, we don't need to Um, beat that dead horse. Yeah, there's a whole episode somewhere in our catalog. Um about taking your postseason break, but definitely don't neglect that. One to two weeks is a bare minimum, more if you need it or want it, and right. then you'll be eager to get going again. So, And then that's a good segue into get going again, into talking about our new version, what we're calling 4.0 Base Builder Plans, and then our Base Builder Program that will begin in January. So to clarify, our Base Builder is sort of our term or um, for our plans and programs for building one's base over the winter months. Um, We've done it many ways over the different years. Um, My traditional way of doing it was in starting in January, going through March, like a 12-week deal. That was the first several years way back in the 2000s. And then um, like when we owned session six, we had more time available. We had our own gym space, trainer studio. We made it longer. I think some years we started like in October we're all the way through like May one year, I think. So we've had different iterations. Mm-hmm. Um, we're landing on this year to be a 15-week program um, and and plan. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I want to talk about the Base Builder plans first. Okay. So you have plans for sale. They're downloadable. And then we're going to talk about being a part of the program where you'd be connected like virtually with us with Zoom calls. Right. Okay. And the program will utilize the plan, but... It, will also add this like virtual real-time following it's also what we'll be talking about like workout wise on the podcast every couple weeks over the course of the the upcoming like winter base training season Um, so we'll be talking specifically about those workouts and so even if you're not you choose not to be a part of the program or follow the plan and you just want to hear us talk um, we will be 
giving some workout insights and suggestions of what you could do. So it could be helpful to listen to the show even if uh, mm-hmm. you're not on our plans or programs. But, but some you... people like just to follow a plan. They don't really want to log into a call or they don't necessarily care if they have group accountability because yeah. that's not their thing. So they can just download this Absolutely, plan. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to talk about, so version 4.0, um, up from version 3. I think I call it 3.1. I'm not sure why I did that, but... Um, <laughs> That's what's in Training Peaks, available in the Training Peaks store now via our website. Um, and those we've had for the last three or four years, super successful, like proven programs. Um, and I'm just hoping to now improve improve upon those with this new 4.0 version. So um, what's new in the 4.0? Yeah, so new in the 4.0. So I'm going to put together, I've almost got them done. I'm just polishing them up and getting them ready to load up onto the Training Peaks um, plan store. We're going to have two different versions. Um, in years past, we've I've had uh, the, the 3.1 plans. There was a 12-week, an 18-week, and a 24-week version, depending on how much time a person had. Um, and there was also a high and low volume option. I felt like that, while having options is great, it, that made for like six plans to choose from. And I've I think there was a lot of confusion for people mm-hmm. at times. Um, okay. Not everyone, but some people. I got always got a lot of questions about like which one should I do, and so what I've done is I'm narrowing it down to just a simple 15 week progression. Okay. Um, ours and the program will start in January and basically go the first week or two, two weeks into April. Um, so that's a really good like winter into very early spring timeline. These people fit and ready for spring events potentially. Um, and then I'm also giving suggestions on how one, how somebody can modify that 15 week program in terms of the training load, the weekly TSS to basically customize it themselves, or I can help them with that for an additional, um, expense to get the, the volume loads correct. So it's written as kind of a, kind of low, it's not a true true low volume plan, but it's on the lower side of volume as it's written. And then there's advice throughout the plan on how to up it if need be, or even down it, you know, if you need to get closer to an actual low volume. So I in my terminology, a low volume training plan is when we're something around seven, eight, maybe nine hours a week of training, and that includes strength training. So that's that to me is like a true low volume plan. When you get to ten hours to I mean, 14 hours is is a good amount of training, um, especially for a working adult person. Um, that's kind of like what I would consider maybe a mid-volume or typical volume. And then anything like from about 13 hours up to, you know, it, high teens, I would consider a high-volume plan mm-hmm. for a typical adult athlete. Um, and so there'll be suggestions on how to do that. So right there, we've eliminated the high and low volume options and just created one plan that will be addressable to all volume desires. I like it. Yeah, 15 kind of, weeks. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. And then 15 weeks, exactly. And then I'm going to do two intensity progression options. And this might get a tad confusing, but I hope not. Is <laughs> one Yeah, warned. one is going to be from low to high intensity. And that's how we've historically done it in our programs is we've started with low intensity aerobic, uh, ILTs, if you've listened to our show or following our plan, um, lower heart rate, and then progressed gradually up 
towards higher intensities. So all the way through the energy systems is how we like to do it. And so you're finishing the program with anaerobic power intervals and then finally like peak power sprint intervals um, at the end of the program. We're going to offer that. That works really well for someone who's either going to have an early start to their race season because you'll be extremely fit with some high intensity stuff in that end of winter time frame, you know, March into April. You'll be doing a lot of good high intensity and you can very well race right away beginning in late March onward. Or it can work really well for the rider that doesn't have their key race till much later in the summer or later in the spring, I should say. They can do a whole low to high build from low intensity to high intensity and then do a race prep plan that goes from high intensity to out to low intensity that's appropriate for their event. So that's my sort of traditional plan structure when I schedule out someone's like annual training plan is build it up and then kind of come down. So it's sort of like a pyramid shape. You're building from low intensity to high intensity and then high intensity out to lower intensity based on your race duration. So if you're doing shorter races like crits or cross-country mountain bike racing, you'll go down to kind of that VO2 anaerobic threshold level and you're peaked and ready to race. If you're doing more endurance, gravel, you know, marathon mountain biking, we'll bring that race prep out a few more weeks including some more aerobic threshold work and maybe some endurance work. I'm so sorry. I knocked something off. (laughs) Some endurance work. um, To to prepare for that longer race. Prepare for the longer race. Exactly. So we'll have that low to high option. And then I'm also going to offer a a high intensity to low intensity option. Okay. And you might be asking why. (laughs) I was going to as soon as I saw a break. Um, I think this works is effective for two reasons. Okay. One, for people in a more winter environment or just short on daylight hours. Right. You can do you can start with the high intensity sprint workouts okay. initially and then work out to longer and lower intensity intervals as the progression goes and okay. ultimately build your training volume. And then you're doing like your longer aerobic rides uh, aerobic threshold intervals in the spring, early spring, when maybe you can get outside more. At least there's definitely da- more daylight hours. I can see the appeal for that progression. You know, if you're coming from Colorado, Utah, Montana, right? Well, even the Midwest, really. But yeah, I like that. And but which type of racer does that apply to? You think that would work better for a racer that's got a maybe more of an endurance focused race in the spring. Because the base builder would end in, say, mid-April, and you'd have your endurance would be well-established at that mm, point. Okay. Now, it's, it may have now been a while since you've done some intensity, but if you're doing more of an endurance, I'm thinking like gravel people um, or marathon mountain bike people where it's more of like a steady endurance effort, you're going to be in really good shape like for April, May type okay. racing. And then you might have to, after that, take a break, revisit some high-intensity training to get that reestablished some endurance, and then you peak again in the, later in the summer for let's just say Leadville because that's what we're. Well, it's really interesting about. how like you're going to choose. You're you're advising everyone to like think about what races might interest you, and that's like a fun topic anyway. Like what's mm-hmm. going to excite you to train all winter, right? And then choose the progression low to high, high to low based on that. So if I were interested in, for example, the Whiskey 50, a mountain bike race in Prescott, Arizona the, in April. Yeah, the very end of April, basically May 1st. It's a 50-mile trail race, 
really fun event, then I'd probably want to go high to low because then I would be ready for that endurance effort. Right. High intensity to lower intensity. Right. But, and then when we do that, you'll go from slightly lower volume to higher volume, mm-hmm. which would set you up very well for okay. like an endurance race. And then if I were then going to take a sort of a transition to get ready for mer- um, cross country nationals in July, then I would just have a race prep plan to get me ready for a shorter distance event in July. You could switch your focus. Right. Yeah. The race okay. prep thing could switch and then you'd have like this really good aerobic endurance space. Mm-hmm. And then you could go from a longer, lower intensity to a shorter, sharper, higher intensity in time for like a shorter cross-country national race. Because I'd say for myself, I have interest in different types of races and doing well at both of those versus like you know like your A race again is going to be Leadville. Mm -hmm. Not that you won't race along the way, but it's a little, yeah, it just sort of helps you narrow down what you're going to do. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm yeah, getting it. for sure. So hopefully it's not too confusing. Of course, send me questions if anyone has them. Um, we will use in the Base Builder program, so that virtual real-time program, we're going to go high intensity to and low to moderate volume to the low intensity, high to moderate okay. volume um, format. Got it. Because I'm just thinking most of our members that will be a part of that program are typically more endurance oriented mm-hmm. riders so gravel rider racers or you know leadville marathon mountain bike rider racers you know, okay. more endurance oriented well i particularly like the idea that in the winter months it's like kind of more appealing to get on that trainer and do those shorter sh- yeah shorter shorter <laughs> sharper <laughs> let's just call it shorter shorter efforts yeah um yeah exactly okay. All right, so also new that I'm really excited about is I've created daily readiness modifications. So okay. that's a fancy term for saying each day for the cycling workouts in your in the program, in the plan, in the program, there will be suggestions on how to modify your training based on how ready you are to train. So what is that? Yeah, mean? well, how does one determine how ready they are? Right, so we have gotten really hooked on the WHOOP uh, performance monitor i guess is what you would call it okay um we started that about a year ago almost Mm -hmm. so we've got about a year's worth of usage of it i think i'll speak for you we both like it find it helpful um is it perfect no is it helpful i think so um they are coming out with their new version of the whoop which is funny enough is also called the Mm 4.0 um Soon, it's being trickle released right now, um, based on like supply chain availability and whatnot. But it's coming out, and they're claiming to have improved the heart rate capabilities of it because okay. that was sort of the weak link of the whole thing. Um, but it's improving. But even that aside, I still think it's very useful that HRV measurement and the sleep tracking um, using the Whoop. But we also give suggestions within the plan on how to modify kind of your daily readiness and readiness what i mean is like your readiness to take on a training strain or training load on that day meaning is it's good day to go train because your body can absorb it or is training too much or too hard this day gonna just wear you down more and not really get absorbed and just not be effective Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what the whoop can help you with but there's also other methods there's well first of all there's other devices out there um and in the plan it kind of suggests things like that i think like uh some garmin watches do it the Mm -hmm. aura ring which i tried for a few months um i think the apple watch does too i think yeah the apple watch has some metrics with like i don't know if it has hrv it may now well it it? might well i just know like my friend 
my pickleball friend Ellen, mm-hmm. she, we would talk about the sleep data because she has an the Apple sleep Watch. Data, yeah. And she would she would mention that it would tell her like how much deep sleep she had versus REM. Yeah. I didn't I don't know if I ever asked her about HRV. Yeah. But she was pleased to know about the sleep cycles. Okay. Yeah, and I think it gives you some sort of like readiness score, as does like the aura ring. Okay. It's a different metric than Whoop, but um and then I think Fitbit maybe, you know, Garmin watches, I think I mentioned certain ones can do all that. So there's other devices out there if you're not a Whoop person. Um, I We like the Whoop because it's the most user-friendly and specific for, like, athletes, like someone trying to train every day and work out. I find, like, the Aura Ring, for example, was made more for, like, a, quote, normal person and not someone doing, like, four, five, six-hour-long rides because that always, like, blew it out of the water and um, <laughs> I didn't quite understand that. Um, but at any rate, we'll directly use the Whoop information but that can be utilized using these other devices and then there's other like non-device non-money requiring um things that you can do and the kind of the tried and true and what has been around for decades is like taking your resting heart rate in the morning um is it as accurate as some of these other fancier things that could be argued um but it is something and then there's just the basic like rpe you know i think that's probably the least accurate because really motivated people when they wake up and they want to train, they're going to think, I'm ready. You know, I feel good. I want to do this. Um, but at any rate. Yeah, but don't you think people just can know? Like They can we, learn we to. We always say, listen to your body. It is a skill you need to practice. Mm-hmm. But it's a really great opportunity to practice. I think it's a hard skill to get, though. Like, okay. think of our junior athletes. Like, you ask them, how do you feel ready to train today? They will say yes almost every single day, I think. It's more about reining them in. Now, yeah. adults maybe a little bit different. Okay. But there's also those adults that are super eager, and it's like, I got my hour and a half to train today. I want to go for it. Like, I didn't, did I sleep that great? Maybe not, but I'm, I feel fine. I'm going to go for it. Like, these devices can kind of shed a little more light on, I think, how you actually. Yeah, that's probably true. I, I am remembering back to some of our trainer studio sessions at session six, mm-hmm. and, and I may have had a particularly poor night's sleep and just was like oh kind of rubbing my head a little kind of a mild headache and had I been left to my own devices would have dragged my feet to the trainer but I yeah. knew we had a noon class I was going to get on the bike and of course I would get on the bike but the argument could have been made like why are you doing this you don't feel well right or how many times did someone come to the gym with a sniffly nose well, that's a, and they're like I'm <laughs> kind of sick but I'm here it's that's like why topic but yeah. I'm just thinking like maybe I didn't take, I'm not even, I'm saying I didn't even take my own advice. Like I right. would put my butt on the trainer or on the bike yeah. and do the workout, but I, I knew I didn't feel well. I had had a really crappy night's sleep and I had a headache. Right. And that's why I like these devices, the Whoop in particular, because it tells you like with a number and a color, which makes it super simple, red, yellow, or green. Mm-hmm. And then it, within our plan, I give the suggestions on the day if, if you're this color or, you know, do this instead. If you're this color, do this. If you're this color, let's do a little bit more, you know. So it's all, like, customizable. Yeah. So it's kind of like having a coach every morning. That's true. Look at and suggest how to, you know, subtly tweak the plan so you're hopefully squeezing the most out of it. So I'm really excited about that. We'll talk in more detail probably in future episodes, too, okay. about that. And we've got some um, Whoop discounts um, also available, um, which I'll put in the show notes here. And we'll talk more about those as well. Um, but you can get a free whoop and a free month to get you started, um, with this thing we've set up with them. So that's kind of cool too. So you can at least give it a try. Um, 
All right, the volume adjustments, which I touched on, I give a lot of detail in the program how to do that um, based on uh, you know the time available and what your history is of training. And then we also have um, options to add on a, um, a feature where I go into your training peaks account, look at what you've accomplished in the past, or if you're brand new to this, look at that. Um, and adjust the actual like training loads or the TSS training stress score that's accumulated on a weekly basis um, in the plan, and, and also lay out an annual training plan for you um, and that sort of thing too. To so. make it appropriate for that specific person. Person exactly. Okay. I like that. So you can get it super customized for you if you choose to. Um, so we did a little bit of that with our group program last year, and mm-hmm. it was I got a lot of positive feedback with that. So okay. I want to. Open that up to the general public if you want that. It is there for you as an option. Um, And then returning to the... Oh, actually, we have uh, the other thing that you're really spearheading is there's the optional Train Heroic Strength Program. So we've had a a really cool strength program we've used in the past, um, utilizing a kind of antiquated Excel spreadsheet. Last Was it just last year? Or we had it two years, Train Heroic? Uh, we're going into our second year. Going into the second year. So Train Heroic, for those who are unfamiliar, is, a, is another app. Um, but we've created a strength training program for cyclists that fits our program, like cycle and progressions, um, with the strength training. And that is available now, so you don't have to have this cumbersome Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, thanks. What, what's great about it is that um, the app has... The session laid out really easy to read, and there is a video that's about 5 to 15 seconds, depending on the movement. Mm-hmm. So let's just say 10-second video that shows you, well, shows one of us performing the exercise. So you could play it one time, two times, three times to see someone doing the plank with tap-outs. Or um, it also has some description points where you can read about you know things to focus on. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a great tool. Um, I'm excited to have that, and it is optional. So it allows us to also keep the cost of the plan, the, the cycling portion of the plan, lower, and then you can choose to add the strength program to it if you so desire, or if you don't want to strength train for whatever reason, or you have your own strength training program that you prefer, you can do that too. So I, I like the flexibility in that um, as well. So. That's going to be really great. Um, and then returning to our base builder plans from the 3.0 or 3.1 versions to the 4.0 is we're going to include our testing, which we've talked a lot about in previous episodes. We'll so, talk some more about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk some more about our testing. It is unique. We're not You're not going to have to do a 20-minute time trial and take 5% off. Ours is a little more unique, identifying your anaerobic power, your max aerobic power, figuring out the slope between those to you know calculate your training zones. Um, all those sorts of things to keep an eye on your aerobic fitness as well. So that's returning. And then also our extremely popular structured interval workouts um, that are designed for the use on an indoor trainer. Um, For those of you indoors, can be uploaded to Zwift. But those workouts can also be very easily modified to take them outside if you're a trainer opposed Mm -hmm. or live in an environment where you don't need to be on the trainer or don't want to be on the trainer. But in today's world, especially with the good quality smart trainers these days. I mean, even here, I was on a group ride last weekend here in Scottsdale and um, hearing some guys talk about, you know, they're on the trainer now because, not because of the weather, it's beautiful, but it's getting dark 
in the morning oh, or right, after work. Right, right. And they're like, oh, I'm back on the trainer. You know, they were kind of lamenting a little, but, um, you know, so even warm weather environments like Arizona in the, in, during the week, at least when people are time constrained, um, are still using it on the trainer. And there's a big argument for the quality of the intervals that you get on a smart trainer, um, as well. But at any rate, with getting sidetracked, the workouts are, uh, very, they're set up very well to be run on a smart trainer, or you can take them outside for those structured workouts. So those return. And then also along with that, we have a YouTube library that has us in video format kind of demonstrating. It's kind of funny. They're a couple years old. Now, I know. But... I watched some the other day. They made me laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're good. I mean, it's good information. You can kind of visually see what a spin-up is supposed to look like or an ILT. Right. Or, I didn't or... mean they were comedic. It's just funny to always go back and see like a hairstyle from a few years right. ago. Right. Or a like, kit. Oh, the kits. I, know I did not like, like the kit. In oh, the moment, it? I thought they were great, but <laughs> <laughs> how often does that happen? So... Um, so yeah, that, that's like the base builder plans in a nutshell. Um, so you'll basically will have two versions to potentially choose from a high intensity to low intensity progression or a low intensity to a high intensity progression. Okay. They'll be 15 weeks long, customizable to your own volume needs and wants. And then all those great features, um, that we just mentioned along the way. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so what's the difference between that and the program? Okay, so the plans that I just talked about, you can hopefully early December get on to Training Peaks and purchase the plan. It goes into your Training Peaks plan library, and it's yours really forever. And you can start it and to have it stop whenever you want or end whenever you want. So okay. if you're ready to get going right then in December, you could start it then and finish You know, in 15 weeks later in March or whatever that is. Or if you're like, want to get through the holidays, even January, you're not quite ready and you want to start it in February or even March, that would take you 15 weeks out till, you know, summer and um, if you have your events then. So you can kind of time it whenever you want and you could use it again later that year or the next year um, that way. So it's yours to use. Um, our program, so our version four base builder program is a is a virtual real-time program that you would join um, it's going to begin on january 3rd i think is the monday after the new year and we are going to go then all the way through the middle part of april we're going to follow the progressions all together like you and i will be doing those same workouts everyone that joins the program will have the, the that training work training peaks plan loaded onto their calendar following the same workouts our podcast will follow that progression as well so there'll be a, additional tips and topics of the training um, energy systems and and other things like pacing and fueling and all these types of topics will be included in there as well um, and then we'll have a weekly zoom call for those in the program which you and i will be on that'll be like our coaching call where we'll be explaining you know the next block the next block of training um and our training follows a two-week progression from so in this case from high intensity to low so we'll go we'll spend two weeks doing sprint intervals we'll spend two weeks doing anaerobic power then we'll actually have a recovery week in there then we'll have two weeks of vo2s we'll have two weeks of anaerobic thresholds and another recovery week and two weeks of aerobic threshold and two weeks of aerobic kind of endurance um, level of energy system and then a recovery week and then you'll be on to your race prep um, 
And so we'll be addressing all those different energy systems and talking on those coaching calls about that, giving you some support. And it's also a great time if we don't talk too much and there's time left in the 30 minute mm, that will be the challenge <laughs> zoom call to answer questions it, you know face to face over the over the computer as well um what else are the goodies oh, well, oh it what, includes this yeah. the train heroic right it includes the train heroic exactly. so, so it'll include that strength training and program the benefit of being in the program versus just purchasing the the plan on your own is mm-hmm. that i would interact with that person, that athlete, through the app, like if they make a comment about their squat the, or whatever. Like for, I'm thinking of the young, the young writers. Like someone said on Friday, my hamstrings hurt. I called this one short, so I sent them a message through the app and said, "Well, what's going on? Let's talk about that." And yeah. we've been going back and forth now about the hamstring thing. And I would do that with the athletes in the program. Right. So you're coaching them and giving them feedback mm-hmm. um, as long as they participate to give you the yeah if they want it like some of the kids yeah. are sending me videos of themselves doing the list because they are new to barbell work and oh, they, okay there i should also say there there will be options for free weight work and barbell work for the squats and the deadlifts the kids who are trying to enter the barbell world are being cautious and careful and sending me videos so i can give them some help right and you could do that with mm-hmm. this program as absolutely well. so that's really a great way to get that communication and feedback involved in there. So you're getting some coaching, not just a training plan per se. Um, yeah, and then also from additional coaching or Q&A, um, we'll, we'll use a Slack workspace. We did this last year. Mm-hmm. So members in the program would be part of that. So you can kind of communicate amongst yourselves, but also ask us questions either in that group Slack format or directly to us. Um, so you get a lot of support that way. And then we've got some sponsors on, on board for this year, which we're really excited about. Um, the feed is one of them, and we'll be talking a lot about them coming up. Athlete blood test is another one. We'll be talking about them coming up, and then Cure, our clothing um, manufacturer, will offer some discounts on like our kits and things um, come winter time here when we, when that order store opens up too. Um, and then also along with that, riders can choose if they want to add that annual training plan design and volume customization by yours truly um just adjusting things specifically to the individual um to get the training loads where where you want so it's really a that's good yeah there's a lot there to it i mean and again it sounds kind of like a commercial which i guess it sort of is but we're excited about it and want to get people that are interested in it all the information out so you can kind of plan accordingly um and it's the program Versus the plan is great because you are getting some coaching essentially out of the process, um, which with the plan, you don't. I mean, you can hit us up with email questions, but essentially you're kind of on your own. You're following that plan. Mm-hmm. Where with the program, you're following the plan, but you're getting that weekly coaching and basically access to us for questions and answers throughout the and whole Who doesn't want deal. that? That is priceless. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then last but not least, um, we are working on a new program that'll piggyback off of this base builder program we'll call it a race prep program that will start in the second half of april and go onward um through summer and this is geared i'm picturing it in my mind geared specifically for people targeting leadville or the leadville race series of events whether it be the stage race or silver rush or any of those um, but it would also work well for someone doing like a gravel race or just wanting that endurance support. But it's really designed around, we'll be spending a lot of time 
talking about um, Leadville. the Leadville events, Leadville itself, preparing for that, giving a lot of tips. Because, yeah, I mean, last year I got so many people coming up to me, like, interested in coaching and training plans and whatnot for Leadville. And I was like, well, let's do this as a group. That would be way more fun, right? Right, so, right, right. Um, and so that will be an option that will extend after this base builder plan. So anyone thinking, listening now, thinking I'm, I want to, or I am doing Leadville in 2022, what should I do? Like I would heavily say, get started with base builder, the, our base builder program, mm-hmm. and then piggyback into the, what we'll call our Leadville race prep program. Do you think on the website you'll put it as the Leadville group? Yeah, I think that's okay. Because we'll you've call. been telling people. Yeah, we've got probably twenty people or so already. Like, Let's do it. Ready to? Well, it's do very this motivating. It's very exciting. Yeah, I like training in a group. I mean, that's why we had the training studio. You know, at session six, and it was fun to get together in person. Unfortunately, we can't do that, but virtually, you know, once a week on Zoom, and then you know when we show up to these Leadville races or whatever races, you know, we'll, there'll be people to connect with too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it'll be great. I think great for that. Well, and we have a few of our like U23 riders who are also targeting Leadville. So we're kind of excited about that. One of our guys, mm-hmm. as people may know, Jack, finished a sub-seven-hour Leadville. And so he's super motivated to see what he can do next year. Yeah, and he's going to do a bunch of the BWR Belgian waffle ride. Wow. I think all of them, possibly. Um, the trip quad crown or quadruple crown of Right, right, right. So he's getting into the gravel. He he loves the long yeah, distance grinds. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of everything we've got on tap. I mean, just talking about it gets me excited. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm excited for you. I'm smiling at you, and then I realize that nobody can hear me smiling. Um, well, thanks for explaining all of that. It it makes sense. Um, people can just purchase our plans, or they can be a part of a kind of like a group community accountability culture and do the program right. so we'll have more information soon on social media on our website um where else would that be i don't know on a banner outside of our house well every podcast will continue okay kind of talking about it and little tips and tricks of okay. that and certainly don't say i don't want to listen to this podcast because i'm not going to be part of this in any way you don't have to be part of any of this to still hopefully take some Right, right, right. away from our podcast discussions. We'll give you some other nuggets. <laughs> okay, is that all we got today? I think it might be. Okay, I'm really um, sorry I knocked the fan off the shelf. That was very loud, and I hope I didn't startle anyone too badly. Yeah. It scared me. <laughs> <laughs> you have long limbs and pointy elbows. So I know, sometimes I'm out of control. <laughs> You're waving your hands around getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out of practice in this podcast nonsense. So, all right, that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Check us out. Um, weightendurance.com is our website. Weight Endurance is our Instagram handle. We're also on Strava and Facebook. Um, and if you have any questions about anything, um, email us, Cody at teamweight.com or Kathy at teamweight.com. Cody with a C, Kathy with a K. Um, and uh, if you like our podcast, leave us some reviews and stars and all that kind of stuff on apple and or whatever google whatever podcast thing you're listening to i don't know the terms of platform platform (laughs) (laughs) all right um so yeah that's That's it it. we'll be back in another two weeks two weeks all right talk to you later 
Everything we discuss on the Weight Endurance Podcast, we integrate into our annual Base Builder training program and downloadable training plans. Our Base Builder program is an annual online virtual group training program with us as your coaches, allowing you to build your best cycling-based fitness possible to prepare you for your next riding season. We also offer downloadable training plans for base building, cycling-specific strength training, and specialized race preparation for road, gravel, mountain bike racing, and everything in between. Consider our training plan subscription service, where you gain access to all of our training plans for as little as $20 per month. This allows you to easily switch between plans to create your most complete annual training progression. Regardless of the type of cyclist you are, by becoming a part of the weight endurance training community, you're allowing us to help you become a fitter and faster cyclist.